0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 13 in the book of Galatians. And here's the big question today. I'm going to title today, are you sick and tired of your sin? Because if you are, and you've gone through that concept in your heart, then you're in very good company. And that's exactly the purpose or one of the purposes of God sending, sending the law, sending the code to have you be able to compare your behavior with the law and you coming up short and then desiring a savior. So that's where we're going to go today. Uh, Paul is going to give us two incredibly helpful images of what the law purpose is. And one is to jail you, to hold you captive. And then the second one is to tutor you and instruct you and have this constant, uh, teacher with you saying, hey, you can't make it this way. This has got to be frustrating for you, isn't it? You're not making it here. And all these things point us to, man, we need a better way, and that's Christ. He's going to be elevated here at the end of our little passage today. So here we go. This is from Galatians chapter 3, verse 15. He's going to start with Abraham, which is is the example of faith, and then he's going to launch off into the Mosaic Covenant 430 years later. Verse 15, To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offspring is referring to many, but referring to one and your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. Now he's going to go into the law section. The law, which came 430 words after, the 430 years afterwards, that is the time of Moses, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God at the time of Abraham, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no, be- no longer becomes. Oh, let me state this again, 18. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? That was my subtitle for today. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring, offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now before faith came we were held captive under the law that's the first image imprisoned the first image until the coming faith would be revealed so then the law was our guardian this is the second image this is the tutor that tells us keeps telling us we can't make it so then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith okay so here let me let me pause there let me stop there And uh, just say that God's law, let's say the Ten Commandments, is a wonderful law. It expresses the character of God. That's the good news. The bad news is it also keeps telling you, if you look at it carefully and consider what it really means, uh, I get cut news for you, you don't make it. And if you could do all the law requires, you'd be in great shape. The point is uh, it's done by no one except for Jesus, it's unachievable except by Jesus, and if you try to justify yourself by, let's say, just doing the Ten Commandments, only ten things, it's going to stand there and condemn you and put you in prison, and you're going to have someone standing alongside of you saying in your conscience, no, you can't do it. So the two images that are used today is, what does the law do? It puts you in jail, in jailer, captive, and uh the point is you're supposed to be in jail and i suppose if you go to a jail and you go to any person that's in a jail and you say hey do you like it here i think their answer is going to be no and do you want to get out i think the answer is going to be yes so there's a sense of frustration is the law puts us in jail we can't make it that way to make it worse then we have this tutor this instructor guy. Um, and i looked up the word in greek and it means tutor guardian instructor that's one thing so it's a teacher and then the second thing about it is it's a constant companion so it constantly stays with you so that's the part that really hit me today is it's constantly saying is well how's it going today are you still are you still in jail is this, is this working for you so you it get's a constant message of you can't do it you can't make it this way uh, because of our our transgressions and it just must be this you know frustrator because of our inadequacy so this teacher stays with us telling us every single day we're on the wrong path and so the people of god have been on the wrong path uh, since transgression sort of entered the, the picture and the the author paul is trying to get us back to the way it was before, that we have to have faith just like Abraham. Now we have a violation of the law, uh, except for Christ. Christ, the only one who has achieved it and accomplished it and is able to fulfill it and perfectly complete it. Um, and the way we get saved, if you will, is on the coattails of Christ. How do we get on those coattails? Well, that's by faith. So Christ can become the curse and the penalty and answer all the all the transgressions part of it. He is the answer to the law, uh, and he's the one that bursts open a new path. So this tutor keeps telling us, "Hey, we got to go back to the way Abraham at, Abraham was. We have to go back to faith. We have to go back to the original uh, uh, way that God wanted to interact with His people. And now we have Christ." Offering us a way through the through the law, we're going to be saved through the law, if you will, because Christ is going to fulfill the law. All right, so we are saved by the saved by the law in the sense that Jesus fulfills it. We're saved by faith in the sense that um, through it we get the person and the promises of God on Jesus's coattail. And the law comes until when? Until Christ comes. So as soon as Christ comes and we have faith in him, this whole chapter with the law is going to be fixed. So are you sick and tired of your sin? If so, good. You should be. You should have the constant nagging of this. And the blessing and mercy of God is to have this conviction. It's it's telling us that, hey, we need a Savior, and i got to get out of this. And then number two, so if you haven't been saved, that's that's that rescue part. And the second part, if you have been saved, then help me with my life and let the Holy Spirit live within me. So if you're sick of your sin, you're in good company. Thanks for listening.